time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here with us. Monday, March 15th, 2021. It's a good day, and I can tell you for so many reasons. We just had a good medical report on my wife over the week on a Friday. Kind of a miraculous thing. I'll tell you about it sometime. But we're so glad to have you here with us. One thing, this is how these podcasts work. We said to do these, and then we sit here and talk, and we're not sure how many people are out there listening, but we do hear for so many of you. And it's just so reassuring and so comforting. One thing we said at the opening there that's stressed, I want to come back and just highlight a little bit. It's sponsored by a Transformational Mortgage Solutions. That's who put this on. That's my other company. We're a consultant. And how this whole program started many, many years ago, I was asked to speak and it was on an area of compliance, Alice's area. And Alice and I were good friends over 10 years ago. And I was asked to speak on a topic. And I go, there's got to be a podcast out there somewhere that will help us through that. Well, guess what? Couldn't find it anywhere. Being an entrepreneur and going, if I have a need to listen, I wonder if anyone else does. So I talked to Alice into joining me and then a couple others. And we've been doing Doing this now for over 10 years, and we're so thrilled to have you as a listener. So, some of you heard that story, some of you are new to the program, so tell that again. So, again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. We appreciate you sharing this out. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. Oh, by the way, we're going to be on the hot topic segment. We're going to talk about recruiting. We've got joining us today Chris Dunn. He's a partner in Kinetics, it is a recruiting firm, and they do a great job. National RPO. You're going to learn what an RPO is and uh, why it's a little bit unique. I'm really honored to have him. He's a fellow podcaster, so I'm going to get to be a guest on his podcast. We're having him on in our podcast, and it's one of our topics near and dear. Again, remember, we had Bill Cosgrove on last week. We got an overwhelming response. A lot of wisdom that came out during that. It was really fun. Alice, thank you so much for making sure that he got on and preparing that podcast. It went so, so well. So today, we're going to continue the topic of recruiting, which is the topic we are on, and we'll be continuing to cover here for this month and um, maybe a little bit into next month. We're just getting so much feedback on this important topic. How are you building teams? Anyway, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. We're also thrilled to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Check out industrysyndicate.com. One of our sponsors just did a press release today. Finastra just announced that they have joined the FedNow pilot program. If you're not familiar with it, you can go check it out by Googling it. But this is to support the development, testing, and adoption of FedNow service. Finastra joins this with other progressive banks, credit unions, and payment technology firms of the FedNow community will be shaping the future of payments and how they're handled. How does that affect a mortgage lending? And we'll be uh, hearing more about that as we're going to get Finance to come on and talk about it. But check out the FedNow community, the FedNow service. Real interesting. And we'll put a link in the show notes about this as well. All the sponsors, we want to say thank you to the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, also Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops do a great job of helping lenders and vendors get together, talk in a more intimate setting about the real issues going on and facing them. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, thrilled to be associated with all these organizations. And then also Indicom does a great job partnering with lenders and servicers and mortgage insurers and title insurance companies to achieve one specific goal, and that is to help them grow. It's great to have a great why statement to help 
you grow your business. Also, Incelerate, Josh Friend. I just keep referring business over to Josh. He does a great job of helping lenders close more loans by radically changing how lenders communicate and engage with borrowers. He has got some great technology that does this. If you're looking for a training platform, get a hold of KnowledgeCoop, one of our sponsors. And also, if you're looking for loan officers, you got to really look at Mobility, MMI, Mortgage, market intelligence. They do a great job of helping you recruit top LOs. Also has technology that works with the realtors. And then there's Modex. They're very complementary to each other. You could say they're competitors, but I like using both of them. And they have just a slightly different focus on it. Why should you have two services that use this? So you have better depth of field when you're looking at your recruiting process. So check out both of them. Also a special thank you goes out to Andy, Alice, and Matt for their contributions each and every week. Good to have you with us, everybody. We're moving now into the hot topic segment of our podcast. We're talking and doing a whole series about recruiting, how to build successful teams. We've had some excellent guests already. We talked about Bill Cosgrove being our guest and giving some great tips on what they're doing to build successful teams. And I thought we need to go get a recruiter, someone who is out there in the business of recruiting and someone who can communicate well. So we found a fellow podcaster. His name is Chris Dunn. He's a partner and CHRO at Kinetics. And he has also, by the way, got two leading industry blogs. It's a fistful of talent. I love that one. And then HR Capitalist. And he also has a podcast. It's so good. It's so good to see him here. And uh, he's also written over a hundred columns at Workforce Magazine. So please join us at welcoming Chris Dunn of Kinetics. Chris, good to have you here, friend. Appreciate you being here. Good to be here, David. Thanks for having me. Yeah, fellow podcaster too. So the bar goes up when you're dealing with a fellow podcaster because... Manage your expectations. <laughs> well, you do a great job. I've gone and listened to several of your podcasts. I'm going back to several more of them because there's a lot of great information. And I'm so thrilled that you're out there doing what we're doing. And that's provide some valuable information to via an audio format. So good job. I want to get into recruiting. First of all, let's let our listing audience just get to know you a little bit. Tell us about yourself and Kinetics. They can go research. We'll put links in the show notes so you can learn more. But just give us a quick overview because then I want to move into the real focus of the topic, and that is recruiting and building solid teams. Yeah, happy happy to do it, David. So long term, I'm an HR leader who always loved to recruit big companies first, small companies later on, like right before the last recession, by the way, 08, 09. And coming out of that recession, Session, I found a great partner named Shannon Russo, who's the founder of Kinetics, and I became an investor. So I'm one of two owners mm, yes. and operators at Kinetics. We're a recruiting firm based in Atlanta. And what we do is we provide recruiting resources on a model called RPO, which is Recruitment Process Outsourcing. And it's unbelievable to listen to the first part of the show, which it sounds like you get split up into really a market update in your industry from a right. podcast perspective. But I listen to the latest update with everything going on in your industry. And what we exist to do, David, is we exist to help people when they have recruiting pain that's identifiable, think about a different way to recruit for those positions. So, you know, if you think about your industry, it's red hot right now. When you think about your industry being red hot, you think about the economy recovering, you think about some people still not back in the employment marketplace, be it for safety concerns or be it from they got used to working from home in certain positions or unemployment benefits. What we've seen is the market has really tightened up. So if you look at national unemployment, it's gone from 14% at the height of COVID. So pre-COVID, 4% nationally, went up to 14%. Now it's down to 6%. 
percent. And I would tell you what we read, what we hear from candidates is that your industry is is, is really as tight as any, especially in some specific talent yeah. areas. So what Kinetics does, and I'll throw it back to you to kind of guide me, is we do recruitment process outsourcing, which is not temp to perm. So we do some contractors in a variety of positions, low level to kind of mid-level professional. But what we're there to do is if you have a functional area in your company, whether it's underwriters, whether it's agents answering the phones, whether it's technology people, what we do is we don't recruit one position at a time. We do RPO is really outsourcing your recruiting to Kinetic. And we recruit under your company's brand for as few as 10 positions at a time and as many as thousands. So our biggest client, we do about 3,500 hires a year for. So think about recruiting and really being strategic about, hey, I have pain in this area or these two areas. And then our team comes in, recruits under your brand. And what clients get out of that is really a plan for recruiting in some really difficult areas that they're struggling with, but they also get cost certainty. So what we try and do is block groups of positions together so we can get the cost per hire down to something that's super manageable for our clients. That's very good. I mean, I I want to expand a little bit on the RPO part of it. You say that So I want to just develop that concept. How did that concept, are others doing it? Did you guys pioneer this concept? Well, I think we're one of the pioneers, but I can't say that we're the only pioneer. So there's a segment out there. If your listeners just Google recruitment process outsourcing, you'll see a variety of companies doing this. I think one of the problems has been that there's a lot of definitions of RPO. Mm -hmm. So our version of RPO is when you engage with us from the time you tell us there's an open position all the way through the sourcing of candidates, our recruiters interviewing those candidates, making submittals to your company and your hiring managers all the way generally through the offer process is our version of RPO. There are some other people that are basically just sourcing candidates and giving you 40 candidates and you do all the other work. Our version is more of a full service model where when you engage with us, we're there to partner with you to make sure that you can still focus on running the business in a hyper competitive industry. And we're going to do all the rest of the things. So when we're at our best, which hopefully is every day, David, what we like to do is for any position that we're working on for you, we do all the work and you're going to end up with three to six submittals at a time that you can review, decide who you want to interview. We set up those interviews and then we come back to you for feedback and figure out where we need to go next in the process. Yeah, I think it's the outsourcing of it that is uh, where you're really turning this whole recruitment program over. You could do what Bill Cosgrove did last week. He talked about last week where they just make a substantial investment in internal recruiters or you can outsource And I think there's a size and a place where that really works. And so you may get to a certain size, but that's how some might look at it. But there are a number of very, very large firms that while they have their own recruiters, they're still doing outsourcing of the recruitment process. Am I not correct? If I understood that correctly? Yeah, you're 100% correct. So we have just a couple of what we would call full outsource clients, David, meaning that we do all the recruiting for them. The more frequent model, whether it's a mid-sized firm or a large organization, when they use RPO, they really use it for a specific functional area and pain they're having. So if you think about building those internal recruiting teams, you're going to have some great recruiters. Odds are you're going to have some gaps in your recruiting plan from time to time where you have a need. Maybe you're ramping a certain project that could be on the technology side. It could be on the underwriting side. It could be on the client 
services side, whatever the flavor is, the other place that RPO really helps is you may have an internal team, but you have this either ongoing or occasional need to ramp something up over a three to six month period. So we do a lot of what we call project RPO as well with Mm -hmm. a defined scope and really a defined end date. So that's one model, project RPO. The other term we like to use is hybrid RPO. So if you've got a team, whatever, if you've got three recruiters, if you've got one recruiter, three recruiters, or 30 recruiters, from time to time, you may just need a boost to get over the hump, especially in an industry that's as hot as yours. And that's where we come in. Yeah, And that's great. And Rich is really getting into where I want to go with the interview today. I mean, we all know that hopefully we're moving past the pandemic and we're in a, should be hopefully in a post pandemic mode here. And given that, what trends are you seeing out there for 2021 that will impact the mortgage industry's ability to recruit? Yeah, David, great question. I think the biggest trend we're seeing is that the really the employment market, as I mentioned with those unemployment figures earlier, has gotten tight very quickly. So if we look, I like to use the word, and I think I've heard you use similar terms since I've been listening, is I like to use the, the term post-COVID. So mm-hmm. whether you think we're there or whether you think we're on our way, hopefully you think one of those two things, your industry obviously is going gangbusters. So I think the employment market is tight. So a trend that happens is when you come off a recession, like we had in 0809, when you come off a pandemic or a pandemic flavored recession that was, I think, fairly short, if you believe some of the GDP numbers, seems like we're almost out of it if we're not already out of it. I think the end of March will kind of tell us that from an official designation perspective. What happens is hiring managers at companies like the folks who listen to your show, they tend to think that there should be tons of candidates out there. And what happens is really nothing can be further from the truth. So so if you go back to the recession in 08, 09, hiring managers generally thought for two years after the recession was done that they could be extremely selective. When they had a good candidate in front of them, they really had this wish list of nine or 10 things. And they held out because they thought it was a buyer's market for talent. What we know through coming off the last recession and what we're seeing in some of the economic indicators and the candidate supply and demand indicators right now is that it's already uber competitive. So first of all, you have to know that you're in a very competitive marketplace, which I think a lot of your listeners do. And then you've really got to think about, okay, how am I as a company going to face the marketplace to get my share of that talent? And there's a lot of things you can do to do that. I think you've got to, first of all, invest. So we're consultants as well as a recruiting firm. So we always lead with knowledge. And whether you engage a firm like Kinetics, which is a great ramp for somebody, even while you're building that team, you've got to really build up your recruiting function. And that can be a combination of in-source and outsource. But you've got to make sure that you're getting recruiters who are ready to sell. So you want to make sure that you're aggressive in the marketplace telling your story. And that gets into some of the differentiators from an employment brand perspective, David, and I'll throw it back to you to guide me where you want to guide me. But you really have to think about your employment brand in a really competitive market. That's really important right now in March 2021. I think that's really talking about the differentiator, your unique value proposition, how you compete against the competition out there and how you're looking at it. And you and I talked before about employer choice, which is really interesting. I love that. Expound on the differentiating themselves as an employer choice company. Yeah. 
Yeah, it can be something, I think, coming off the pandemic, we always focus when we do employment brand work, and we've got an internal employment brand practice that helps our RPO clients present themselves better to the marketplace. I think not to get too technical with your listeners, but it comes down to what you believe. I think a lot of people are looking for some type of mission and values coming off this pandemic. The world's changed a little bit. So you want to put your best foot forward there. You're also looking for what I would call employer value proposition. We call that an EVP, which is really just thinking about three to five ways that your company in your industry is different than your competitors. Some of that comes down to the market you serve. A lot of it comes down to what you believe as a company. And if you take that a step further, all of the people listening to your podcast, David, have certain like DNA strands in their company. There's different things from company to company that makes somebody successful at your individual firm. And you want to really do a good job telling the story of who is successful at your company. Because when people hit your career site, when they see an open job, you want to wrap it with a lot of stories about who's successful, why they're successful, because you want them to understand how your company's different. The fact that you are an employer of choice, there's many ways to do that. The, the danger right now is to think that you're going to get your fair share of the best talent just because you have openings And that's not always true. And by the way, your industry is one of the hottest ones right now. So however you define the expansion, like the competition is fierce in your industry right now. It's not that way in every industry. So presenting your best foot forward as an employer of choice, really important right now. And if your listeners haven't done the work, I would encourage everybody to start to do a little work in that regard. Well, the reason I was drawn to you is was actually through Jackie Neal, who's the VP of Talent Acquisitions. You acquired her company. She's very effective. And I think it's really knowing what you're really, really good at. But she gave me some great advice when we were looking on behalf of one of our clients on finding the right firm to work with. And and so let's get into that. Do you do some consulting as that, advising them? What Talk about a relationship you have with a lender, how that would work, and what value do you all bring to the process? Yeah. So when we work with a lender, really with any client, but I'll specifically focus on lenders and really your market and some of the challenges, how we would like to work is wherever you have pain from a hiring perspective. And I'm assuming many of your listeners have great recruiters working for them, but the expansion of the market is hit in such a way that you're struggling with volume or you may be struggling with specific types of positions, we like to frame up probably to start with at least 10 positions that we can go out and hire in an outsourced arrangement on your behalf. Our recruiters would recruit under a lender's brand, so they would identify themselves as a lender. And then to your point, David, I think really what you want me to expound a little bit on, once we define that scope, consulting comes into play is if we can do enough work together, we've got an employment brand team that can help the leaders of the firms that listen to your podcast do a great job of putting that best foot forward. So we have a consulting arm. I lead that consulting arm and we can help you figure out what are the three or four differentiators for your employment brand that you can build a career site around. And we even have in-house developers that help our clients build career sites to put their best foot forward in a competitive employment marketplace. So I'll say this and I'll throw it back to you, David. Imagine if you're working with a firm like Kinetics, and as a result of that relationship, you get some consulting to say, what? I just don't want to show a job opening when people hit
at my career side or even my corporate side. I want to show it in a strategic way that tells candidates when they hit my career side what we believe in and really like who is successful here. Tell stories of people actually doing the work. Because what you want is when candidates hit that site, you want them to see people like them. You want them to identify that this is the place for me. And if you do that storytelling and build a career site in a very lightweight way, like initially telling probably 15 stories, like 15 pieces of content, you can really do things that your competitors aren't doing today. And that'll give you an advantage as you're trying to hire people, not only for positions we would work on you with, but for everything you're recruiting for your firm as you kind of face the winning space. Yeah, that's so good. I think it is so important to build a story and tell your story and tell it well. I think a lot of people struggle with that. First of all, they don't see the value of stories. So I'm so glad you raised that point. Storytelling is one of my favorite things. Not surprising. You and I are both podcasters. So we understand the importance sure. and the power of a great story because it can really rivet you to a point. But I, I'm looking at time just flies by when we do this. So with a few minutes we have going on, we're, I want to talk about the impact of working from home, especially when it looks at recruiting. Now, we have a client of ours in Little Rock that is out recruiting and they're anticipating people coming back, having to be a bank, and they're wanting more people working inside. And people are not wanting that. At least that's what seems to be the indication. Want to get your thoughts on working from home. Is this a trend now that people have tasted it and they go, don't want to go back? Please, please keep this going. I want to stay home. I want to be here. And for whatever reason, like working in my pajamas, I like working with my kids. I like to be able to have the freedom and the flexibility. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a recruiting opportunity. I think real quick, the Federal Reserve in Atlanta did a study. And what they showed is total working hours, David, across the economy, because not every position can work from home. Home, right? Before the pandemic, 5% of total working hours in the economy, and that's blue collar, white collar, everything, retail, 5% of the total hours were work from home hours. During the pandemic, it ballooned up to about 26%. And then the Federal Reserve really? asked people what they thought. Yeah, it ballooned up to 26%. It's all those white collar jobs going home. Then they, they asked, what's going to happen? What do you think the projection is? And it went down to about 13%. And the reason really? I bring those numbers up, David, is if you're an employer and you have a certain amount of in flexibility related to the jobs that can work from home, you're going to limit yourself related to the talent you can Mm -hmm. attract. So what I always recommend to our clients is if you can, with certain positions, be flexible. First of all, it's a retention tool for the team that you're going to expect to come back. I was talking to a Wyoming CEO group and I had a super smart CEO of a small company, about 100 people, tell me that she sent all of her millennials home. She's kind of like a workforce of millennials sitting off home during the pandemic. She wants to bring them back. I was like, hey, just from a retention perspective, even before you get to recruiting, you're probably going to want to do some type of blended model or you're going to get picked off in a competitive marketplace. And that's really the recruiting lesson, right? The more flexibility you can provide, the better access you'll have to the best talent. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I think this trend of working from home is going to continue. They're finding people not accepting the job because they're preferring you to work in the office. People go, I want to have the option. So I think it's a blended Very good. But tell us more about the podcast, how people can listen to you, and what can they expect to hear from your podcast? I get to be a guest on it. We're recording that on a Wednesday. uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you can find me at the podcast, Best Hire Ever. I think we're up like right around 30 episodes now. And I talk to folks like you doing really interesting work about what they see from their own subject matter expertise related to hiring in specific industries like yours in the lending thing. So you can do a search on Google Best Hire Ever podcast. 
podcast. You'll come up with it. I know you'll show it in the show notes, but we're looking forward to having you on as a guest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. It's a great podcast. Before we had you on, I had to anticipate what it was going to be like a little bit. So I went and listened. And man, you do a great job. I love how it's produced. Real good quality. So a uh, special shout out to Jackie Neal, who introduced us. And I'm so glad. I think we have a new friendship going. It'll go for a long, long time. I'm thrilled to be here. And as you see developments, Chris, new trends developing, please pick up the phone and call me because I'd love to have you on talking about this. It's very fascinating. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, David. You bet. It's been a real honor. We've had as our special guest today, Chris Dunn, who is a partner in Kinetics and uh, talking about recruitment process outsourcing. What are you doing in processing? You say an outsourcing. A lot of people say, I don't outsource that. But the reality is, why not partner with someone who has, does this for a living? So get a hold of them. Now, I forgot to ask you, where, Chris, can people best reach you? What's the best way to do so? Your website, I'm sure? Hey, website's great. KineticsHR.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My email address is kdunn at KineticsHR.com. And uh, happy to to chat it up with people. But also just happy to talk shop related to hiring. Uh, You don't have to work with us to get some benefit. And happy to react to anything that your listeners are experiencing and give some free advice. And if there's a chance to work together, great, but we always seek to give wise counsel. Yeah, I am looking forward to getting to know you better and really respect what you have already started doing. I love the outsourcing part of it. And I've already referred you into a couple of our clients and they're excited about the conversations that have begun. So appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. Check out the connection for all the information you can learn about Chris, the website on our website, go to lickitonlending.com. You'll see it there in the show notes. So for those of you wondered, you can search for us, you'll find us on Blog Talk Radio on the live part. But if you want to listen to the download, and most people do listen on a download basis, but we do have uh, our live podcast and we're so thrilled to put it out each and every week. So uh, we have so many of you listening in live. I think we touched on most of the questions that came in, but if you want more, get a hold of, again, contact Chris Dunn. Find out more. Next week, we're going to have Eric Levin coming in, and he's with Model Match, by the way. He has a unique business model, and it goes out and works with you. They have some technology that they make available that enhance your program for recruiting. So check out Model Match and another podcaster, by the way, and I'm going to be on his podcast. So we're bringing these folks on because they're the best in class in their respective areas. So be sure to come back next week to listen to us continue on the topic of building solid teams. And uh, Eric Levin, Model Match, will be there with us. We also want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom, Accelerate Mobility Mortgage Market Intelligence, as well as Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coop, Lenders One, and the Mortgage Collaborative. Folks, good to have you with us. Have a great week. I look forward to having you back here next week. And please tell others about the podcast. That's how we've grown to well over 100,000 listeners. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.